Welcome to the Traveler's Guide to Life podcast, brought to you by Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley, located in Potsdam, New York. Season two, learn you to drive again. Episode 3, Driver's Ed, Grieving Teens. In the last episode, Car Seats, we talked about helping young children deal with their grief. And now we're in Driver's Ed, so we're looking at teens, which is a very intense period in your life. A lot of heavy emotions, a lot of changes going on. So when grief comes in the door as a teenager... That's just one more huge thing to have to deal with. And I think that a lot of times we look at our teenagers and they look like adults. Physically, some of them look very mature. And we think, well, they've got it. They can figure it out. I'll just go deal with my grief in the living room. They can go lock the door to their bedroom. But that's not the best way to help teens, right? It's not. It's not at all. Um, We can't assume anything about teens, which I think most parents um, of teenagers um, know that. And that we really have to lower our expectations about how they're going to respond. When you look at the teen years, it's this huge transition from childhood to adulthood. And with that comes tremendous amount of challenges. Knowing how to respond when a fellow um, friend, coworker, um, schoolmate dies um, is incredibly challenging. Um, for a lot, there's an, a quick response of a lot of emotion, um, feeling overwhelmed by all of that. And how how do you um, navigate that? Uh, there's other kids that will appear very detached and not really impacted by that. Then you've got the kids that really don't know how to respond, so they use incredibly poor judgment about comments that they're going to make um, because they think that it's funny, and they don't, you know, they're still tr- learning learning to navigate. So when you look at grieving teens, it's really meet the, meeting them where they're at. Um, it's talking to them about how what happened, um, how they feel about it. Um, and with the understanding that they may engage with that and they may not, um, it's really going to depend on where they are, how close they were to that person that died. Um, they're going to be thinking about their own mortality. Um, for a lot of kids, uh, it never occurs to them that they can die. When you think about the teen years, it's when you feel the most immortal. I can survive any of this because of the challenges that they're going through and that they're surviving them. So adults really need to be able to listen, um, and listening, I think, is easy um, because it, they're not necessarily looking for answers. Um, I know when I've gone out to um, support schools and maybe a student has died um, in a car accident, you know, I would go home to my two and say, okay, you're not driving until you're 35, um, because that's just the knee-jerk reaction of a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you support them and navigate in all of this? How do you listen to them? I have found that putting material out 
um, within the house. And I've recommended this numerous times with good success um, because the parents really want to sit down and discuss that. And I said, nope, that's not what your teen's going to want to do. You put it out and say, yeah, I picked that up. I found it online. I got it at a bookstore. I went over to hospice and picked it up. You know, look at it, see see if it's helpful. You kind of have to be blasé about it. Um, And what surprises the parents is that they do pick it up. And I know one said, you know, so did it help? And they said, yeah, actually, actually it did. Mm -hmm. You really want to normalize it. You Again, we talked about um, how to talk about death in very concrete terms. That needs to continue. Um, We need especially teen years, because they are really into the zombies um, and the um, all those that genre of horror, um, we need to remind them that, you know, when you're dead, this is what happens and your body stops working. Um, you really listen to what their questions are. There's always, I believe, a compulsion on the parents' part to want to lecture them, see this is what happens when you drive fast, and that's just something that you're going to have to bite the inside of your cheeks, and this is not the time to go into that. Um, Kids need boundaries. Both children and teens need boundaries. It's helping them navigate those boundaries. Um, There's still going to be an expectation that they do their schoolwork. However, how is the parents working with the school to say, this is how it's impacted them. Um, What is it that they need to do? And what is it that we can just put aside? Um, You have to be an active participant and all of that. And again, don't assume that the school is going to know or do the things that you want them to do. How are they teaching to, how are you teaching them to advocate for themselves? Um, They're going to really lose their inability to focus and concentrate. Um, I've been at schools when they, um, the day of the, uh, after the, uh, the death, that they're doing P, um, I think they were doing PSATs, and it was talking to the school saying, they the kids need to decide what it is that they want to do. Do they want to go and do this, or is this just way too hard to be able to think and um, deal with the death at the same time? Because you lack that ability to focus and concentrate, the scores aren't going to be good. Um, and there were kids that did it and kids that didn't do that. And I think we have to support the teens in their decisions. Um, and if it's a decision we're not comfortable with, it's talking them through that. Um, what does this look like? If, if you do go ahead with this, what does this look like? And I think it's important to remember that every person has their own way of grieving that you think, you know, yes, the the five-year-old may curl up on your lap and cry and you expect your 15-year-old maybe to do that too. But all of us have our own way. Some of us will become, you know, we want to close the door. We want to pull the curtains. We want to cry. Some people want to get very busy. And I think a lot of times with teenagers, it just adds to the overwhelm of what they're doing. So you said listen several times and it's listening not to just what they're saying but what they're doing or what they're not doing and that reaction to it may show up in a year or so when they're starting to look at colleges and there's another huge upheaval in their lives and that sense of another loss another change and you see them you know pull in or get angry or express you know harsh emotions all these things are connected. And once that loss is there, so being able to listen to them, and I love the idea of putting out books and brochures mm-hmm. because you're, you may be having the conversation at dinner, 
they're listening, maybe not responding, mm-hmm. but they are taking in and they are, again, like the, the littles, they're watching you yes, and how are. you're dealing with your grief. Right. You know, so you taking care of yourself and being healthy is going to help your, your teen Absolutely. model that behavior and say, this is how I navigate. Right. This is how I move through this. Right. And this is where I want to be. Right. And, you know, I think that the parents are grappling with the fact that this just just scared the hell out of them Mm -hmm. because it wasn't their kid um, and how easily it could have been their kid. So you've got a lot of emotions that are there. And when, you know, all the things that you just talked about, it's about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And teens do not want to feel vulnerable. They want to feel immortal. So this really brings up a lot of feelings of, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. I don't like how this is making me feel. Um, And again, how do I navigate that? It is about making sure that they're getting the sleep in a way that works for the teen. Um, They're eating healthy um, and that these are tools that they can use because these Teens don't have any idea how to navigate all of this. Right. And they're going to use music um, to do that. Sure. Um, they're going to use um, social media to do that. Um, social media is not a great way. Um, and it's interesting, teaching over at Potsdam State, uh, the students um, are now saying, yeah, that's not what I would do. Um, I would not put it out on social media how I feel. And it it feels, it, it sounds like, they've learned that from experience. Um, so you don't, you know, you don't really want to do that. Right. You also have kids that um, are going to want to say that this group is not entitled to grieve uh, because they weren't friends with them. We don't know who, who's been impacted by a loss and what happens every time we've ex- we experience a loss, whether it's a friend or an acquaintance, our own grief pops up. And the teens are dealing with that. No, you're right. They're not dealing with the fact that their friend died. They're dealing with the fact that their dog died or their grandfather just died um, six months ago that nobody knows about. Um, I've been in the elementary schools where I've told the teachers, you know, be aware that you're going to see a lot of grief pop up in the classroom. Well, no, we, we, we know. We know our students. And at the end of the day, we've always um, check in with them to see how things went. And they oh, one class said, oh, my God, we had no idea how many hermit crabs died and how upsetting that was to the kids. It's because the grief has popped up because this, there's been yet another loss. Right. Death, death comes to the door in many disguises. Uh, yes. And, and learning how to recognize it, see it as part of life, and express that grief right. is part of being human. Right. I also think that if you have a grieving teen in your home, you think that you, as the parent, are the best adult for them to talk to about it. But also you need to recognize that it could be somebody else. It could be a bereavement counselor. It could be a minister. It could be your aunt or the next door neighbor. So realizing that sometimes that teen needs a a different adult or more adults in their life to be able to talk to about this. And with that, it's always asking the teen and it's being honest with them you know, this is not something I'm familiar with. I'm not sure what to say, how to support you. So, you know, we can go down and talk to Father Don. We can um, talk to Mrs. Smith next door. Um, What do you think is going to work for you? Um, We've had too many kids literally brought to hospice to say they really need grief counseling, so I want you to see them and talk to them. And my first question to the teen is, is this what you want? Are you ready for this? And they say no. And I said, okay, 
when you're ready, you come back. Um, and the parents are like, you're not going to do anything. Nope. You can engage somebody who doesn't want to be engaged. Right. Um, so it's asking, that's asking, what is it that you want to do? Right. Um, and, and offering tools and say, here's books, yep. physical activity, running's yep. good. Yep. If planting a tree in memory of your father is going to help you, if you're going to volunteer at the soup kitchen is what you want to do, because that's what grandma did at every Thanksgiving. Right. That's a great way to honor that person. So finding different ways to help, you know, give you the tools to express it, to feel like you're doing something useful. All of us need that, but uh, yes. to be able to offer a palette of options to your teenager right. is especially important at that right. stage of their lives. And it's not one way. There's lots of ways. Mm-hmm. And you, when you think about legacy um, building, really, what is it that that student that died, what were they most connected to? Were they, did they volunteer at the SPCA? Um, what can you do as a fundraiser for that? Um, were they huge library uh, um, users? What can you do for that um, in memory of them? Um, and that is something that really helps both adults and teens to, to have something that they can focus on. And, and we have lots difference. of resources about grief at our website, which is? www.hospiceslv.org. And also there's some great books at the library. Anybody can, can access the, the lending library at Hospice. And yes. we have some wonderful resources, lots of good books to help teens and kids dealing with the grief and for you as the adult also. I know how how to help them navigate. There's a really good one. Um, Grief is weird. And I love that title because it is weird. It is weird. Yeah. And it's specifically for teens. So, (laughs) And grief is also part of the journey. And we talk about all this here at the Traveler's Guide to Life. We want to thank the Potsdam Public Library for the use of their podcasting studio. I'm Linda Potter. I'm Mary Jones. See you on the road. 